0: Everyone and welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. My name is Delton. I'll be your host today. Along with me is my co-host Haley.
1: Howdy. I'm Yellow Player.
0: You are the Yellow Player. Today is episode number 55.
1: I Can't Drive 55.
0: We are the Malthouse Games Podcast. We talk about board games, tabletop games, card games, RPGs, all the things of that sort. And we also talk about beer because we love it and it's delicious.
1: Today we are having a drink of Boulevard's Flora Obscura.
0: It is a dry hopped porter. Comes in at 12 ounces. And I'm seeing if I can find ah, 5.8 alcohol by volume at 50 IBU. And uh, it is a dry hopped porter. And it's really good. I'm just going to spoil it.
1: Yeah, we've had this one before, not on the podcast. But Aldi, which is our favorite grocery store in the world, much more than its Isle of Shame, it now sells beer and they have been selling these boulevard like variety packs and this is one of our favorite variety packs to get because it has the flora obscura the was it space cadet the hepobitesen and the wheat ale and it's all delicious and fantastic and we get to share this one on the podcast with you today
0: mm. so this one has a great smell to it it's very a uh, little bit of a chocolatey scent mixed in there along with a little bit of an earthy hop it's got a nice dark color like a porter what's the taste Haley?
1: I call it the working man's hipster son.
0: How does that make any sense for anything?
1: Because <laughs> the working man drinks a porter and that this has the hoppiness of an IPA was so like the working man's hipster son.
0: To me, it does have that bit of a chocolatey, little bit of like a molasses esque taste that some porters get, where it's that nice, you know, thick taste to it.
1: That's exactly what I said.
0: That's not at all what you said. <laughs> it has a great mouthfeel, it's not too much. It's not too, like it's got a little bit of a thickness to it because it's a porter, but it's not stout thick. But it finishes nicely, has a good carbonation, it's a really good beer.
1: It's like a crisp porter. It still has the porter taste, unlike the porter mouthfeel, mm-hmm. but the it still has the, I don't know what you call it, the, the shock of an IPA, but the shock of the IPA doesn't overpower the porter. It doesn't lose its porterness.
0: Not at all. They're just well blended together.
1: Yes. It's really
0: good, though. That's uh, Boulevard's Flora Obscura dry-hopped porter. We wanted to dive into the beer nice and early because normally we wait far too long to get into the beer.
1: And we have two good beers to talk about today.
0: That's very true. As well
1: as a wild and crazy two weeks.
0: A wild and crazy two weeks. We got to do a murder mystery dinner at the Stone Lion Inn in Guthrie.
1: I died. I was the murder victim, and it was wonderful.
0: I was not. I was a relative of hers.
1: He played my half-brother, which was kind of weird, and throughout the night, uh, I had to feed him, and it was very strange. I like took care of him like a little brother the whole night, I had to like feed him and like make sure he didn't get into trouble and start fires, because his character was a pyromaniac, and so at one point during dinner, I looked away after I was feeding him bread, and I look over, and Dalton was lighting his roll on fire, in character.
0: Yep, I had my uh, roll over the flame of the candle, I thought it was appropriate
1: everyone at the table thought, I think, that we were getting a little too into our characters. But by God, we had fun.
0: It was a good time. I definitely recommend going and doing something like that if you can.
1: For those of you who don't know, the Stone Lion Inn is one of the most haunted places in Oklahoma, apparently.
0: Quote, haunted, unquote. Quote.
1: It was, has been on ghost hunters and ghost adventures and all that fun stuff. And so we, we stayed and we had the murder mystery dinner. Then we stayed the night at the actual Stone Lion. And apparently, we had no adult supervision the entire time. Nope. It was just about uh, three of us couples and a group of ladies from Edmunds staying there. And the entire night, we just drank and like explored the house with no supervision. It was really strange and spooky.
0: But it was fun. It was neat to be in an older house like that. Kind of reminded me of my parents' house, but much nicer. And then (laughs) My parents' old house. Yes.
1: And then whenever I died, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but when you go to a murder mystery, you all get your own characters. We probably should explain this at the beginning. You all get your own characters. And you all have relationships with each other and you have secrets in your card. Well, I was the one who died. And so they gave me the choice of I can either come back as another character or I can come back as a ghost and just wreak havoc on everyone. And so for the rest of the night, I chose to be the ghost. Nobody could pretend like they, nobody could see me. Like they had to pretend like they couldn't see me. I couldn't speak to anyone. I would just go around and like move everybody's drinks like six inches to the left or tickle their hair a little bit. People had to pretend like, oh, I was touched by something. And it was ridiculous because we were all a little bit intoxicated. But the entire night, all 20 to 25 people were so engaged in their characters, it was enjoyable.
0: It was a lot of fun. It's something we would recommend doing. Uh, It is a little different to do if you're like me and you're not good at that kind of stuff. So luckily, my character didn't talk much, which was nice. I just got to sit and observe. But it's a very fun time, and it's definitely something worth experiencing, especially if you have friends to go along with. I think that would have made it an even better experience.
1: Like a huge metagame night. Basically so. What else we do this week besides have Curry seven days? Uh, we got to
0: go to First Capital in Guthrie, which is their new little game store. We met the owner, Matt, and got to visit with him for a bit. And so if you're in the Guthrie area, go check it out. He's got some cool Funko Pops and a little selection of games and a play area. So it's nice to see Guthrie have something else pop up now.
1: He also had football on.
0: He also had football on, so <laughs> he is a multi-gamer, I guess.
1: Yes. And then last night, my sister and my niece came up, and we got to spend the night with them. My niece is going to turn three and she's having a narwhal themed birthday. And by God, I am going to be the most favorite aunt ever because we got her a five foot tall stuffed narwhal.
0: It's massive and huge.
1: Ridiculous is what it is. And so, yeah, it's been a really good last couple of weeks.
0: It really has been. I also got my tattoo on Monday.
1: You did get your tattoo on Monday. Your Hershey dedication.
0: At least the first half of it. I got all the black work done. I go back in February to get the color. But it's essentially going to be Hershey's favorite toy, which is an octopus. So it's an octopus body, but it has the face of this toy. And then it has, in its pattern on its body, it has a paw print in which the size and dimensions and like the angle of the claw prints and everything is off of his paw print that I have from when he was cremated. So it's awesome. I absolutely love it. It's in the itchy-peely stage right now. Uh, I think today is in day five, like halfway through day five. Um, And so we just got to... Get through that, let it get healed up, and then in February we'll do all the green and the shading and the highlights and all that stuff to get it finished out.
1: You need to post a picture of it on Facebook or Twitter.
0: I plan on waiting until it got healed.
1: Okay, and then that makes sense.
0: Once it's healed and actually looks crisp and not fuzzy and flaky.
1: Come on, our fans want to see your scales.
0: That's true. <laughs> but very excited about the tattoo, very, very happy with it. So I think it's been great. But our past two weeks have been working, and essentially that, and I guess Thanksgiving.
1: No it was, we this. yeah
0: I'm my brain
1: we did have Christmas parties at the wazoo and inc- including one tonight
0: that's true I've just been fried because I didn't sleep well with my tattoo. We've also been busy and I just haven't slept well in being busy. Steve keeps waking me up at like three or four a.m rubbing on my face so I'm tired and uh it's hard to think and then the beer I don't think is helping <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's okay we got a whole podcast left to do come on delti Poo well luckily with the podcast
0: we only have one thing to talk about.
1: Just one?
0: Oh, here's the door. Uh, uh, It's straight ahead. It's, It's a game. Today, the game of the episode is just one. See what we did there? But before I get into the game, we did want to announce we are going to do a holiday giveaway. It'll be our first giveaway that we've ever done. I will be posting, as of the time of this episode releasing, a gleam, which I'm sure you've seen. It's the kind of thing where, for an entry you like us on Twitter. If you already like us, it will just verify that and give you an entry. If you want another entry, you can go to our Facebook page and we would like you to like it as well. And it'll be the same thing for our YouTube channel and our Instagram. And then, for those of you who listen to the podcast, because anybody can enter into this, there will be a final question that's special that gives you three entries, not just one, which is big, And it's actually inputting, answering the question of what is the code word of this episode. So later in the episode, we will mention a code word, and that code word will give you three extra entries. So there should be four or five that give you one point, and then this one will give you three points if you get it correct. So for the giveaway, and I'll go ahead and announce what the games are, we have three giveaway what we're calling prize packs. Prize pack one is the BGG prize pack. It is First Martians from Portal Games and Poland, First Campaign of World War II, these are two of the games they were giving away at Con, and we were lucky enough with Hayley being a first-timer that we got extra. Woo! So we thought, well, a lot of our listeners don't go to BGG, so here's a chance to get some of the games that we got as well. The second prize pack is going to be the Ben Canellis prize pack, and it is two games designed by Ben Canellis himself, which is Three Laws of Robotics, one of our favorite social deduction of the year, and Red Scare, which is a game that we want to play more, and we want to play the real-time version.
1: The communist game.
0: Because we're excited for it. But we enjoyed it, and it's one that we like and think is a really cool design, and so we have those two together for one winner. And then the last winner will win a copy of Fog of Love. And Fog of Love, if you're curious about, we talked about on episode number 33. No, I'm sorry, 34. That was our Valentine's Day episode this year. So those are the games we will be giving away. We will cover shipping, so there is nothing on your part. So just enter into the contest, make sure to follow and like and do all the stuff for the Gleam, and then you will be entered in a possibility to win.
1: Unfortunately, it is for U.S. only.
0: Yes, I have that stated in the Gleam.
1: Yes, we're just going to state it on the podcast, U.S. only. I'm sorry. If for some reason you win and you do not live in the United States, then we will just give you a special shout out on the podcast.
0: Yeah, that's about all we can do. (laughs) That's (laughs) about all we can do. It just gets expensive to ship, especially heavy boxes. Yes. But that is the giveaway, so now we can actually get to talking about this game. I just wanted to throw this into what's possibly the main segment of the episode. So, as Haley kind of hinted at in the transition into this segment, our game for the episode is Just One through Repost Productions. So Just One is designed by Ludovic Rowdy and Bruno Sauter. Art direction is Alexis van Mierbeek. The layout is Eric Azaguri and Florian Paulette. And then the English translation is Eric Harlow, and the English revision is Eric Franklin. Just One is a party game, which we think is appropriate for this time of year, and Just One is quite possibly one of our favorite, if not our favorite, party game right now. So the way Just One works is it is a cooperative game where everyone is working together to try to get the best score that, that they can. The game has four stages per turn, and you go through 13 turns, and then you see what your score is. If you get all 13, it's a perfect. If you get 0 through 3 right, you did pretty poorly. The way the game works is everybody has a little whiteboard type thing, or a dry erase board with a dry erase marker. On it, you can write a clue. So what happens is one person flips a card facing away from them where they do not see it. There are five words. They pick number one, two, three, four, five. Let's say it's 2. Let's say the word is tree. Everybody else at the table will write down a clue. Haley could write bark. Somebody could write leave. Somebody could write deciduous. Then all the people that's not the clue guesser will turn and show each other their clues written. If any of those clues are identical, so if somebody puts leaf and somebody puts leaves, that's the same thing. You put or them. If
1: you have two very different spellings of deciduous, that still counts.
0: It still counts as one word. You will put those face down. Then the clue giver will get to see the remaining clues and they have to try to guess what word it is that they're looking for. And then that's it. And you see if they got it right or got it wrong. And like I said, at the end of the game, if you get all 13 right, it's a perfect score. If you get 0 through 3, you've done pretty poorly. You should try again. But this game is very simple. That's literally it. It's the simplest game to play. It's very easy. It's easy for people to understand. And it's been a lot of fun to play with a like many different people.
1: Yeah, we've played this with experienced gamers. We've played this with a mixed bag of experienced versus non-experienced gamers. we played this with a bunch of drunk people. we played this with a lot of different crowds and it's gone over really well this is one that we're actually going to bring to family christmas this weekend and next weekend with my family christmas yeah
0: we're going to bring this around because we think it's an easy enough game for everyone to play and get into and it's a fun one so we really like that Uh, something i like about this game a lot is it's just simplicity you flip a card away from you you don't look at it you pick a number everybody writes a clue compare clues matching clues get face down then as the person who picked the number on the card you're the guesser everybody shows you their clue you make a guess, and then you move on. But what's fun about it is the clues, you kind of have to ride the line between ambiguous and specific, because the more specific the clue, the more likely there's going to be somebody else put that clue down. And if you're playing in a smaller group, let's say there's a group of five of you, so one clue guesser and four givers, all four givers could potentially put the same word, which means you get nothing, which is an instant fail, basically, unless you're a really lucky guesser.
1: I love, one time we played this with Mac and Cass, And it was Mac, Cass, and I trying to get Delton to guess the word horse. Well, Cass put Equestrian, Mac put, I think, Stables, and I put Soulless.
0: Soulless does it.
1: And so you can use inside jokes because Delton, why did Soulless get it?
0: There's an old StarCraft II streamer. He was a professional player. Uh, Sadly, he has passed away this year. Um, That was very sad. I think he was only in his early 40s or late 30s. Uh, His name was Jeff, and I cannot think of his last name. Um... Jeff, but it's the G E O F F because I believe he was British. But he used to have these videos where they were streaming and he would tell jokes. And one of his jokes was how horses have no souls, that if you stare into the eye of a horse, you will be sucked into the void. And it was the funniest thing to me back in the day. And this was like 2010, 2011. Your
1: humor was such a developed thing.
0: Yes. And it's so classic. It has stuck with me that horses are soulless. And if you look into their eyes, you'll be sucked into the void. And so I've always. Said that, and Haley knows I say horses are soulless. So when she put soulless, it's just immediate. It's either ginger or horses. And the other clues were super quick to give away which.
1: But you just looked at mine and said, horses.
0: That's very true. It Didn't was very you look easy. look at Mac and Cass's. No. But we like that about the game. You can have these inside jokes and clues. It doesn't forbid that in the rules. The only big rule is it must be one word, it can't be two words.
1: Yeah. So it can't be like macaroni and cheese.
0: Yeah, you could put macaroni and hope somebody else puts cheese, but they also could put macaroni, then your clues are out. So you can see how with a group of people, especially ones of uh, different minds, you'll get different clues with different groups, and you can kind of see where people's thought processes are. And it's really nice that it's such a simple game idea and such a simple process, but it just works so well. We originally played this just using a phone, our phone and the internet using a word generator and pieces of paper. I much better like having the actual game and the cards and the dry erase. It just makes it easier to play. Uh, I will say one thing about it is there may be some cards uh, that a cultural reference, reference maybe doesn't land. So, like, we played with our friend Jinwin who is from Malaysia. She's been in the U.S. how long?
1: I want to say about eight years now.
0: I think so. Eight years. I mean, obviously, she's fluent in English. She got a master's degree in English. She's a right. very intelligent lady. But some of the social references may be like Jedi. That's not going to stick much with Jinwen because she's not a big Star Wars fan.
1: Except she married into a Star Wars fan.
0: That's true. But that's one of those things, though, that like is a huge United States thing. Almost everyone, even if they don't know it here, knows what a Jedi is. But some people might not. And so that's something to consider. However, I don't think it hinders the game. I still think it's fun to play through things like that. Uh, but that is something that some of these cards may have a reference that some people are just going to miss. But at the same time, that's okay because there's others giving clues. And I don't see any like hitches in that, really. It's all clean, so it's definitely family-friendly. Any age can play this game. I think the box even says three, no, uh, eight and older. You could go younger than eight, I think, but it's just like for the mechanics of the game.
1: But if you really believed in yourself, you could make it adult.
0: You could, well, you can make anything adult, but. Yeah. I really, though, don't think I have anything bad to say about Just One.
1: It's really fun, and it's worth the 20 bucks or so from your friendly local board game shop.
0: And since we're going to be breaking it out around Christmas, we thought that would be the perfect sort of thing to bring into the topic.
1: Hey, what can I get you? I'd like a topic. Any special way?
0: Make it a top shelf topic.
1: Coming up. Enjoy.
0: So we're going to dive into the second beer before we dive into the topic. The second beer is Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. So these have both been a dry hopped and a fresh hopped. So they're both hoppy. But this is their Celebration
1: Ale. This is a really good Christmas beer. I think we buy this year, nearly every year. Sierra Nevada has always been one of my favorite beer companies ever since I started drinking beer. Uh, I think one of the first like six-packs Delton bought for me was a Sierra Nevada. And this is one that we just like to pick up every year. It's a seasonal. Releases late November generally. But they normally have it in the stores until around January. And on the front, it's like a little snow-covered cabin, which is cute has a little holiday wreath, which is cute and is delicious.
0: If you notice the wreaths, those are hops.
1: Oh, I thought, I guess I never noticed that. That makes it even more cute. Thank you, hun, bun. That is a foamy beer.
0: Just take a good smell. Mm. It's a lot lighter in smell already. You lose that toasty chocolatiness from the porter. The hops are super tame.
1: It just tastes Mm. bright.
0: It tastes bright, but it also has a bit of it almost has a bit of what like gingerbread has. Yes. Like not that it tastes like ginger or gingerbread, but it has a little bit of that like almost, not a spiciness, but almost.
1: Right. It's like, you know how gingerbread is not really a heavy palate cookie. It's not like an overly sweet palate cookie. It's just yep. like a, a, it's flavorful, but it's it's a light flavor. Yep. And that's what this is as well.
0: I think so. It's a really great like Christmas ale. If you don't want something dark, but you want something that, Tastes a little more like the holidays and uh, is also just happens to be delicious. I think this definitely nails it. It's got a good mouthfeel as well. See if you can find the alcohol by volume on that bottle because I forgot. Is there not one?
1: 6.8.
0: Oh, there you go. 6.8%.
1: It doesn't taste like it's that high in alcohol.
0: No, it doesn't taste like a six. It tastes more like a four.
1: I was about to say you can probably just drink this all day. But if you did that, you're probably going to be napping by noon.
0: You really would. But that is the second beer, Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. So, for the topic today, we wanted to talk about Christmas gaming, or holiday gaming, because we always try to take games for the holidays with family, and I know us, as well as a lot of other people, play games with their families during the Christmas, even if that's just playing Monopoly, or Apples to Apples, or some sort of creative family game you've played for generations that no one knows about.
1: Like Pollyanna.
0: Like Pollyanna. So, Christmas gaming, uh, the main thing I think I wanted to get across In this topic, which is going to be fairly short, as hopefully will be this episode for you, since it's holiday season and we are all super stinking busy, is you have to be prepared with something that all ages and all mindsets can get into.
1: And a game that you're not going to cry if your three year old cousin with sticky fingers from birthday or from Christmas breakfast grabs a hold of some of the pieces.
0: For the most part, yes, that's true. Might still cry a little.
1: Or if your mother-in-law is eating chips and dip and playing with your cards, you can't have a panic attack.
0: Ugh, my poor cat
1: lady.
0: (laughs) My cat lady copy is now sleeved, thanks. (laughs) But yes, you have to be prepared for that. So cheaper games are definitely helpful for those, especially on a budget or that don't want to replace a game. And then it also is something that all ages, you want to be able to to play this with your younger cousins or nieces and nephews and your grandmother or mother or parents or whatever. You want to be able to play with everybody if they want to play.
1: Right, so... This is the Christmas season, is like the ultimate anti gatekeeping initiative. Like, you want to bring a game and you want to be encouraging to your family members. So if you just brought a game that is like a six hour game, that's a two player game, and you brought that to Christmas, you're going to kind of be an asshole, right?
0: You don't want to play Labyrinth all
1: Christmas weekend? I mean, <laughs> we'll play Twilight Imperium, which well, some families might like that. But the thing is, if you're going to go to Christmas and you're a gamer, I mean, don't you want to open up the table to everyone? Don't you want to introduce some people to the holidays, uh, and the holidays to a new game? I mean, this is not a time to be an elitist.
0: It's really not. Not not in the season of giving, you know, being happy, joyful things like that. But you just want to bring everyone in, let everybody play. And a game like Just One is the perfect game because all it is is writing down a clue. Just tell them you can only put one word. Try to be unique. If not, it's fine, and you just play and have fun. It's also how we play Muse because Haley's parents love Muse, so we play Muse all the time, but Muse is just a fun game. It's simple, it's easy, you know, it's art interpretation, those kind of games. You just want something everybody can sit down, be invited to, and not feel intimidated by for those not into the hobby. It's not setting Preda Porter down on the table or Twilight Imperium.
1: I love your family's into that, and that's cool, but...
0: Definitely, then Ours that's are not. <laughs> ours are not into that. So we have to go with the lighter party games that we also enjoy, so we want to have fun with what we're doing, but also get them involved, because if pretty soon, They'll want their own copy, and then that's where you start down that slide of board games.
1: And then you always know what to get them for their birthday or Christmas.
0: Yes, always. It's just more games.
1: And so you know what's a game that I always consider a holiday game? What's that? Ticket to Ride. Definitely. Which brings us our code word.
0: The code word for the giveaway is going to be ticket.
1: So the reason why I like Ticket to Ride is because, A, it was the very first board game I bought Delton. I bought it for our very first Christmas together. And Delton had given me this wish list, and he's like, just so you know, I really like this, but it's kind of expensive. And I was like, how expensive can a board game be? And I go to Hastings, which is still a thing in Stillwater back in 2012, and I look, and this board game was $50. And I was like, oh, my God, I better be in this relationship for the long term. And I bought a $50 board game for Delton. And little did I know, that's not even that expensive compared to some board games. But I bought that one for Christmas, and then we ended up playing it all weekend at his parents' house. I think it was actually the first board game that we introduced to my parents. I mean, we played board games in my family, of course, but first, like, tabletop hobbyist board game that wasn't, like, Monopoly or Candyland that we brought into the family was Ticket to Ride, and it hooked my mom quickly. It really did. And every Christmas, she still suggests it, still wants to play it. We actually need to get them a copy.
0: We really do. But those are the kind of games you want to bring, unless your family is already into gaming and things like that. I just feel like that most of the time it's not that case. You know, most of the time people's families aren't into the hobby. And so bringing the lighter games, but Tickets to Ride is another great example of a game you can bring to your family and play with a lot of different age groups.
1: Right. It's also eight and up and it holds up to five people. And so you can have a little game playing. It doesn't take three hours to play.
0: Exactly. So those are all good things to bring toward Christmas gaming. But the big thing is have fun with your family. I know sometimes it can be hard having fun with your family, having fun with my family, anybody's family, (laughs) but just trying and using the game as a way to put a buffer in there sometimes can also help.
1: Putting a buffer in or opening up conversation.
0: That too. So games are very useful during the holiday season, but hopefully they just bring joy and laughter and make your experience with family even, uh, I guess, even better and more of something to remember.
1: So Dalton, what is a game that you like to play around Christmas? What's a good uh, family game? And now, join
0: us for a Malt House Games Podcast Special, size Question. Haley, that is the question of this episode, is what are your favorite games or game to play at Christmas time? I'm going to go off a very fond memory, which is me and Mom used to play Battleship all the time. And I remember as a kid on Christmas, we'd always play some kind of games until video games came out, of course, when I got my Nintendo 64 at seven years old. was the best but we played a lot of Battleship, Monopoly, things like that on the holidays. So I always remember those memories very fondly. We don't play the games too often now, uh, but in terms of like my favorite game, it might be Escape Curse of the Temple, because it's fun, it's fast-paced, it's short, people see it, they want to play it, they can watch you play it for 10 minutes, then they can play it. It's easy, it's fun, and I think it's just one that you can bust out with anybody, and the times we've played it with people around holidays, it's just always been really fun. So I think I'm going to say Escape, Curse of the Temple.
1: That is an excellent one.
0: What about yours?
1: I really like Junk Art. Because it's, it's a dexterity game, yes, and I typically suck at dexterity games. But there's strategy in it. The rules change constantly. Anybody can sit down at any round and play. So you can play one round, you can play six rounds. It doesn't really matter. And it's absolutely hilarious when somebody's stuff falls. You can get really ornery in the game if you wanted to.
0: You could, yes.
1: But it's also a great game for all ages. I mean, anybody, your eight-year-old cousin can sit down and play, or your 70-year-old grandma can sit down and play. It's enjoyable.
0: That's a good one. I really like that game, too. So it makes sense.
1: But other games we bring to the holidays. We always bring Muse. We always bring That's Not Lemonade. We always bring Sagrada. Even my three-year-old niece likes to put little dice in her little tray. She might not know what exactly she's doing, but, my God, she has fun. I think that my favorite thing about holiday gaming is just getting together. You know, sitting down and just enjoying yourselves. You're not there necessarily to win. You're there. It's the only time where you're really there for an experience to connect.
0: That's exactly it. Just getting together with everyone and having fun and having a good time. I think that will wrap up this episode.
1: But before we forget and end the episode, let's do our shout outs. But we're doing an extra special shout-out today, aren't we, Delton?
0: So this is going to be the episode before Christmas uh, for us to celebrate Christmas or just before the main season of the holidays. So we wanted to say a shout-out to all those that receive a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. But we also wanted to go ahead and shout-out those who normally do not. As a special Christmas, thank you for supporting us either through the years or even as recently as this month or the past two days or anything like that. We really appreciate all of you. And it means a lot that you get fun and you enjoy the product that we put out because we do put time and effort into this and money as well. So we really, really appreciate it. The ones we normally shout out on the podcast for contributing that do it at a level that get shout outs on the podcast are Alan from Tuesday Night Games. Are we doing claps in the background? We're yes. doing our friend Allison. We have Jesse, which by the way, Jesse, congrats on graduating from college today. Yay, Jesse! Jesse! So that's a big deal. And then also Catherine. Woo! Which we need to see them. It's been quite a while. We're also going to give a shout out to the others who are backing us on Patreon currently, which are going to be Andrew. Thank you, Andrew, for the video games. Thank you, Andrew. Cliff, who I saw at Gen Con. Hopefully we'll get to see him again sometime soon.
1: Thank you, Cliff.
0: We have Red Hand Roleplay.
1: Thank you, Red Hand Roleplay
0: otherwise known as Jonathan. So thank you, Jonathan. Also, thank you, Trey, who became our Patreon backer very shortly ago. By that, I mean like this week, I think.
1: Thank you, Trey.
0: Thank you, Trey. I added him on Steam so we can play video games. And then thank you, Tyler, who I'm glad we got to hang out with at BGGCon.
1: Thank you, Tyler. I guess
0: we haven't clapped for the last. So this clap for everybody.
1: Yay! We appreciate you all so much. And thank you all, even if you just listen. We appreciate being able to meet you at cons. We appreciate being able to interact with you on Twitter and on Facebook. Oh, really, We just appreciate your support. And thank you for putting up with us squawking at you every other <laughs> week.
0: That's exactly it. Is Thank you for putting up with us <laughs> and uh, enjoying what we think is kind of funny and fun. Because I think that's the scary part about creating something and putting it in the world is thinking people are going to hate it. And I feel like it's just been received with pretty good uh I don't know. People like it, from what I can tell, and I'm very happy about that. We
1: have social anxiety. Thanks for the validation. Woo!
0: That's exactly it. So thank you all <laughs> so much again for listening. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure to check us out at Malthouse Games, M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S-G-A-M-E-S. You can find us on pretty much all social media. We are most active on Twitter. You can find me personally at Delton Brack, D-E-L-T-O-N-B-R-A-C-K. You can find Haley at
1: S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L-O-Y-G-E-E-K.
0: That is at Squirrely Geek. If you have a game you want us to cover, a topic you want us to discuss, a question to answer, or any other kind of inquiries or comments, feel free to send us an email, contact at malthousegames.com. Don't forget to keep an eye out for the Gleam survey that's going to go up on pretty much all of our social media. I will talk about it. That way you can enter into a contest to win some free games from us and we're just you know glad that you guys are listening and you that listen to the podcast all the way through will have gotten that code word for extra entries which means extra chances to win but i think that wraps everything up today we've got to get around i have to do some editing got to go do some shopping haley has got to meet a friend and then we have a christmas dinner tonight and then christmas slash birthday for my dad tomorrow and a whole bunch of stuff going on so we'll be pretty busy but we'll try to keep up on social media. Whole mess of awesome. A whole mess of awesome. So until next time, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. We'll talk to you folks later. Bye. Bye.